Welcome to episode six of Radio Rollback. Really great to have you with us. And I do hope you're enjoying these series of uh, podcasts uh, commemorating uh, the great music radio of the 1960s, 1970s and the 1980s. And we continue on episode six where we left off on episode five with our exclusive interview uh, with the man himself, the Emperor Roscoe. On episode five of Radio Rollback, the Emperor Roscoe was telling us all about his days on Radio Caroline, about the pet he took on board, how he pirated the new Radio England jingles and how he came to get on Radio Caroline in the first place. Down to number 37 in the Colossal Countdown from Paul and Barry Ryan. I love how you love me. It's five minutes after four. We're going to dance some more. On the scene with his record machine, Mario, you're mad. Let's go. And the Alan Bound set. It's headline news. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Caroline is now number one. Sing for the Emperor. The Emperor Roscoe was telling us on episode five how much he enjoyed the freedom on Radio Caroline. And if you haven't heard episode five yet, you might want to just go and listen to that one first and then come back to us and listen to episode six because our uh, our exclusive chat with uh, the Emperor Roscoe continues very shortly indeed. Thank you very much indeed uh, for the people who've been uh, leaving comments, uh, nice comments as well. Please uh, continue to get in touch. That would be great and uh, leave us um, uh, a good rating and uh, help more people enjoy uh, Radio Rollback. So when we finished episode five, uh, the Emperor Roscoe had told us how he'd moved from Caroline to uh, Radio One and uh, had was doing midday spin. My next question to the Emperor was around another show that he was famous for on Radio One. One of the shows that I really enjoyed on Radio One was uh, Roscoe's Round Table, uh, which uh, you and guests sat around a table, I presume, uh, and reviewed the uh, new releases. Was that a show you really enjoyed? Well, I'm glad you asked me about the Roscoe's Round Table because uh, to me it, it kind of just disappeared into the void. It was, it was, they, they, they wanted to use more of Roscoe, but they didn't want Roscoe screaming and yelling like on midday spin. So I said, well, why don't we do a thing? Because I have to listen to all the new music. I was one of, I was like a producer. You know, producers listen to all the music and then they select it for their DJs. And uh, I would produce, listen to all my music and give it to my producer and he would, uh, you know, okay it. And he, every now and then he'd say, have you heard this one or something? And we, we collaborated well. But I thought, since I'm doing all this work, how can we put this to use on air? I said, well, why don't we review the new music that comes out each week? And we'll have a panel. I can't remember. I think it was a DJ and an artist most of the time, uh, a named artist or somebody semi-famous. And um, we won't tell them who we're playing. We just we play, we play the record and then we comment on it. And if it was somebody famous and they didn't catch it and they called it a load of rubbish, well, so be it. And vice versa. And it went well. It seemed to be going very well most of the time. Uh, it ran for at least a year or two. And uh, every now and then somebody asked me, like you, what about Roscoe's Roundtable? I, th- I know they replaced me with somebody else. They tried to keep the format going, but I, I wasn't around, so I don't know what happened to it. Stuff. 
did his stuff for you, Big Al. Friday once again, the weekend in view. Rain and showers over London and two fantastic guests for the round table. We've even pulled into Radio 2 to find Pete Murray. Welcome to the round table, Pete. Thank you, Roscoe. Good to see you here. Nice to be here. Looking very fine and fit. Thank you very much. And uh, from what's new fame, it's Mike Lennox. Evening, Roscoe. Michael, good morning. Good afternoon to you. I don't know why I'm saying good morning <laughs> to you. I haven't quite got up since uh, yesterday. I don't think I went to bed even. I can't quite remember. Anyway, gentlemen, I want you to listen very closely to the records we play, and then we'll have your opinions on them. The round table says all and does all. Reparata and the Deltrons start off today's program with the Octopus's Garden. That's on Dart Records, Reparata and the Delrons, and uh, the Octopus's Garden, of course, written by Richard Starkey. Uh, let's go over to you, Mike, for starters. Well, I can't claim any knowledge that anyone else doesn't hear. Richard Starkey is Ringo's star. <laughs> we'll get that out of the way, first of all. <laughs> we all know that Reparata and the Delrons had a hit once before with Captain of My Ship, written by Kenny Young. I think this is going to be a hit. I've given all the information. Now the job is yours, Pete. Well, I, I, I agree with everything you've ever said up to now, <laughs> except about it being a hit. I don't, uh, she sounds as if she's either singing without a nose, holding a nose like that. I know that perhaps that doesn't matter. She is, definitely. Or it may be uh, singing to Jimmy Young's telephone, but uh, it doesn't do anything for me. I love the old song, Octopus's Garden, and I like the way Ringo used to I do it. I should think that anyone who sang into Jimmy's telephone would have a hit, though, wouldn't they? Could well be. Maybe you're right after all. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What do you think? As chairman of the board here, I don't think it'll be a hit, but it'll probably get a lot of airplays. And if it is, if you consider in the bottom part of the top 50, then it's got possibilities. That's about as far as I'd go on that one. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But the next one is another story altogether. It's by Mal, M-A-L, and it's called Mighty Mighty Roly Poly. Listen closely. It's five minutes past five. I remember That's out on RCA from Mal, M-A-L, and that's Mighty Mighty Roly Poly. And uh, for one f second, when I first saw the record, I thought, could it be Mal of Beatle fame? You know, has he made a record? And uh, no, I don't think so after hearing the voice. Fairly commercial record. Uh, I think it'll be down to airplays on that one. Let's start off with you, Pete. I think it'll get the airplays. I don't think it'll be a hit. I think uh, I'd like to dedicate that, if I may, to Joe Baker, who's in uh, <coughs> Champneys at the moment and trying to lose some weight. I don't think he'll make it. But uh, as far as uh, anything else is concerned, I don't think that's a hit record, but as, as you said rightly, I think it'll get some plays. Mike I Lennox. I had a frightening thought for a moment you were going to dedicate that to Stu Pot. Oh, I could, I, I'd had that. to defend him, but I've said, no, he's not roly-poly at all. No, no, he can move the stomach, but he's not all that roly-poly. No, Joe <laughs> Baker's obviously. Oh, very much Jordan, so. yes. Yeah. Well, I know actually that Mal is a, a chap who sings in Italy a lot. He, he's an English fellow, as a matter of fact, and he sings over there all the time. And he's a very, very big star in Italy. Stott is one of the composers. I wonder if that's Lolly Stott, who also had something to do with middle-of-the-road hits. I don't think so. Maybe not, <laughs> but I don't think this is going to be a hit anyway. All right, let's I'll move things along, then. Let's go to Soulsville. Edwin Starr has a new record out. It's called Funky Music, Sure Enough, Turns Me On. Edwin Starr, Funky Music, sure enough, turns me on. That's on Tamala. we got 11 minutes after 5 o'clock. When I said that was a new record, I didn't... I meant it was new in uh, respect that it just come out here because uh, I heard this record about a year ago close on and I know that uh, Edwin Starr will be coming over here to do some uh, touring around or at least some dates because I've seen him up on the billboards in a lot of places and I suspect that they've released this... Uh, 
uh, on the strength of that more than anything else, he probably doesn't have anything newer to release over here. Or perhaps he does. I'm not quite sure. But uh, I don't think uh, outside of the hardcore Edwin Starr fans uh, that this is going to do too well. Pete Murray, uh, sorry, let's start off with Mike Lennox. Yeah, well, the title, Funky Music Shinoff, turns me on, happened here in the studio, I think, for all of us. Because when it happened, we started clapping and banging about and enjoying it. And if one is able to dance, which I'm not, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I would dance to it at the discotheque. But I don't think it's going to be a hit. Turns me on, but I can't dance enough. Well, on the, flip, on the flip side of this, it's very interesting to notice, because it wasn't on the American one, I don't think. Uh, they have Cloud Nine, which I do like quite a bit. So I'm glad to get the uh, B side anyway. Pete Murray. Well, maybe, in fact, they've got the uh, wrong side as the A side. That so often happens, isn't it? <laughs> uh, funky music does certainly turn me on, but that record doesn't really turn me on all that much, because uh, apart from the rhythm and the backing, which is uh, typical of uh, Tamla Motown backing, which I like, uh, the song for me, does nothing at all. All right. Let's go back to Mike Lennox right now, because, Mike, you've been looking through all the week's releases, I believe, and uh, come up with something for us. Oh, you were going to ask me why I chose this one, were you? Mm-hmm. Well, I was lying in bed this morning listening to Wagner's Walk, and <laughs> the producer of the program rang up and said, what do you want as your record? I said, I don't know. I haven't heard most of them. And he played me this one, and I said, yeah, that's naturally me. It's country and western feel. J.F. Murphy and Salt, if wishes were horses. It's a last one. I hope you like it. Roscoe's Round Table, with the Emperor Roscoe playing the tunes, and uh, on that particular episode, uh, there was uh, Mike Lennox and also Pete Murray, who were giving their uh, verdict on the tunes. A really great format, a show that I really used to love and uh, uh, look forward to. And, of course, Mike Lennox and Pete Murray are great DJs in their own right, and I'm sure they'll be returning uh, on a future podcast. So it is Radio Rollback uh, with Jeff, and we're talking to the legend that is the Emperor Roscoe. I know you're one of the DJs who really like as well to get in front of an audience and, and play live, and uh, you've really done some massive gigs in your time. I don't know. You know, after Radio One Club doing a massive gig without the power of Radio One, um, you know, I mean, if, obviously if you did a festival... Uh, your question is difficult because if if you're talking about other people joining in, like Roscoe with Slade on stage, that's different from Roscoe just being in a football field on his own. But yes, um, I've done pretty pretty good for myself at the Roscoe Roadshow. Along came Froggy. Froggy was a DJ, and uh, he he eventually I he I know he I did a gig with him, and he had a couple of orange speakers, and he was very impressed with my big rig. And uh, he said, "One day I'm going to do this." I said, "Yeah, right on, do it." You know. And when I left the country, actually, he did build up one equally in size to me, and it was just about that time when all the mixing and the northern dance thing and all that was taking place. So he did very well. I heard. Uh, until he died. But I'm still going. And uh, I think the Wembley rock and roll thing was one of my biggest. Everybody was there. That place was packed. That was huge, all the rock and rollers. And I remember Roy Wood was, was on the gig, and uh, the Hells Angels were there, and they, they thought he was a, a phony rock and roller, and they were going to, they said, we're going to, storm the stage and beat the crap out of you you know and there was security everywhere chuck berry was headlining with little richard and fast domino and wow 
And there's the amp with the biggest mobile disco ever built by Cliff uh, Cooper at Orange. He put together uh, the hugest thing I've ever seen. It dwarfed mine. And, uh, well, it, the core was always the same, but it's, you, you just add amps, add speakers, add amps, add speakers, until we could really rock it. And we were as loud as the rock and rollers. It was a real buzz. Back in the late 60s, uh, certainly into the 70s, uh, DJs like yourself were almost as bigger stars as the music that you were playing on the radio. How much fun was that? Well, yeah, certainly in the UK. Uh, the DJs, not uh, we're not as big as Elton John. We're not as big as the Rolling Stones. But, I mean, we, we came on pretty big. And I think we were in the middle when it came to that. I mean, we, we know... DJs could do their own thing, and we carried a mantle. Some are still doing it. It's the the radio station made us. There's no doubt about it. Radio Caroline started it, and uh, with its newness and its innovation, and then Radio One carried the ball with its power and coverage and quality, uh, quality sound wise. So the time being what it was, the uniqueness of one radio station dominating for such a long period of time, allowed us personalities to become huge. I certainly enjoyed it. I took advantage of it. And, uh, you know, I was doing gigs, you know, three, four times, sometimes 10 times a week. You know, you double up. There was all kinds of things going on. The fact that they paid me 75 quid a week <laughs> on Radio 1, um, you know, you made all your money in the pubs and the ballrooms that's where you actually made your money so it was it was a a, a great deal for everybody there'll be more from the emperor roscoe in a moment but first let's hear a bit more of him in action this is a clip from his final radio one show back in january of 1976 Radio One communicating with the United Kingdom. His famous flames looking for Papa. He's got a brand new bag who's knocking on Mama's door. Let's go, let's go, let's go on Radio One. For Shaman Khan of Acton in London and Julian Kim of St. Helens. Super a super sound. Played one earlier on in the show. Had to do another. They seem to say it better than I do. 18 past 12. Oh. Broadcasting to you on the big one for the last time now. I think we'll start a series. Where are they now? <laughs> I'll kind of play in a little 
of this and a little bit of that from uh, Nostalgia Lane. Last couple of years, going back to nine. Did you uh, remember? The Monkees. Uh, shame on you if the name escaped you. Mind you, it escaped me for years. I was kind of going through the collection. I found that. Ah, I played that one in years. Did you pick out Phoenix by Joe Tex? Got a few more yet to come that uh, you'll say, hey, I've heard that one before, but I cannot remember who it is. No problem on the next one, though. I think you'll recognize it almost instantly. It's our legal matter, baby, from the Who Wanted to Go Before News Time. Let's go to Soul Land. Found this one with lots of dust on it. Barry, dust for you. That's Sam and Dave. You don't like it? Don't knock it. Who was it that said a witness cannot give evidence of his age unless he can remember being born? Weddings to do in the last half hour. Get more champagne to get through. A few more hellos. Chris Gibbons, where have you gone to? Have I said hello uh, to uh, Colin and Barry yet? I don't think I have. Hello, Colin Barry. I did promise I would do that. Gotta always keep my promise as best I can. Forty-seven in the medium wave band, with the time rapidly approaching 12.30. James Alexander Gordon reports our latest news summary. Mr. The Emperor Oscar's final show on Radio 1. This is Radio Rollback, and we're exclusively talking to the Emperor Roscoe. How did the turn on the pirates thing come about that uh, you did with the late Dave Cash? You know what? You're asking me about Dave Cash and Turner. I cannot remember how that came about. I mean, obviously, I talk to Dave Cash every now and then. And for some, I don't know what it was. Somebody must have done something first. And we thought, well, why shouldn't we do something as well? And it was a, I think it was a, we're going to do a tribute to the pirates. Maybe it was a hundred, you know, an anniversary of some kind or something was going on. And we worked on it and we're sending, you know, words back and forth and little bits and bobs. And I got hold of Muff Murfin in Worcester. And uh, he's a, a studio whiz. He has his own studio and he's a great producer. And uh, I said, Muff, this is what we're doing. You know, I always, Muff was always, always backing me and helping me out for these projects of mine. I don't think he ever made a penny. But uh, you can find them. On uh, most of those projects are on uh, on, a, on a CD. Roscoe, well, there's two of them. Roscoe sings and causes pain. That's me singing. And then uh, I don't know the other ones. The, the forgotten 45s, the ones that uh, all the different things we did and uh, produced and didn't never saw the light of day for one reason or another. Quite worthy. Some of them quite worthy. Still say so myself. I mean, I, I don't want to talk to you. I could talk to you for hours about each individual one of those. Unless you buy it and ask me a specific question. It costs you a five or something. I don't know. You have to go on the uh, internet and look on my uh, website for that kind of stuff. So anyway, Dave and I, we got together and Muff put together this brilliant track. I love that song. Uh, Dave is terrific. The late Dave Cash. Terrific on there if you listen to him. 
better than me. And I, that, it's rare that I will ever say that about anybody. His uh, Muff's daughter is singing on there. Um, and the whole track was just perfect. I got so excited when I heard it. And back in the day, actually, it got to number, got top 10 on the Big L chart. <laughs> yes. Oh, and uh, to this day, I still play it every now and then. Rest, rest in peace, Dave. We're talking about you. You came back over to the UK to uh, place a permanent tribute uh, to Radio Caroline down there in uh, Felixstowe. Uh, That must have been a lot of fun to get involved in that. And was he surprised that people still remembered with so much affection uh, the radio station and, of course, the the DJs so many years later? Oh, the Felixstowe parade. I remember that. That was awesome. Uh, the guys uh, that have the moke club, I had said to them, I said, I don't want to drive. I said, I want to arrive at a moke uh, in Felix Stobie. They're, they're laying a stone for Radio Caroline. And um, I said, I, I, you know, I want to And then I thought to myself, well, we once did a really great moke parade on Radio 1. And I had about 100 mokes show up, mini mokes, the vehicle. And uh, they're little convertible Jeeps. And... Um, I thought, let's have a parade of mokes from London down to Felix, though. It's a little further than Brighton. (laughs) And it was cold, and we did it. But nevertheless, uh, the moke club got helped out, and Sherry Lynn uh, did a lot of promotion for that there. And uh, the it's a shame we were an hour late. We got lost. Otherwise, it would have been even better. But we finally got there just in time, and uh, there was no room, no time for breakfast or having a drink or getting to know anybody. It was just flat out into the town and and start shaking hands and doing the Radio Caroline thing that was taking place there. And uh, but arriving, you can look, you can look online and Google it up there. It was I felt like MacArthur returning to the Philippines. I really did. I got. I, riding in this jeep and the the guys are there with their air horns and their mega speakers and playing music and and we're going through the town with all these mini mokes um honking and hooting and hollering and it was great um i loved it i did again in a new york minute the drive back was a nightmare oh it was cold 
Oh yes, I can imagine. And mini mokes are a lot of fun, but they are very exposed. So out of all the uh, radio stations that you've uh, worked on, Emperor Roscoe, what would you think is the most memorable station? The most memorable radio station I have worked on? Wow. You know, so many of them for so many different reasons. I mean, the, your first station, for example, has to be memorable. That was military radio, KCVA, simply because that's where I did it for the first time, if you will. I lost my virginity. And then, of course, doing things in France, that, that was memorable. Though not as much, uh, I must confess. So then I guess it had to be Radio Caroline. Uh, I'm taking them in order so that I can keep the positive adjectives in order as well. Caroline was exciting. It was, it was because it was a brand new thing, because we were doing something illegal, because the response was so incredibly huge. Caroline, up to that point would have to be the number one. And then, of course, I was sent back to France for uh, Radio Luxembourg, the French Radio Luxembourg. I, I also did English Radio Luxembourg, but I was always on tape, so they don't really count f for a buzz, if you will. But the French station was my baby because we designed it, we built it, uh, we produced it, we did everything, and we had a show called Minimax. It knocked off the number one French show, Salut les Copains, in that time slot. So that was a victory from, um, from behind to having succeeded. And from that point of view, along with the best wages I ever earned in radio, had to be the most memorable for me. Except then we got to Radio 1, and that can't be as memorable. It was memorable simply because... It was successful, and it was a large part of my life for a long time, but not the special station. Why? Because um, we were sat on, kind of, by you know the authorities in the station, by the producers and whatnot. You weren't 100% free like you were on a pirate. So it was still good, but it wasn't my favorite. And then after that... I took over my own destiny with uh, the L.A. Connection, which we send out to radio stations and have been doing that since, I don't know, late 70s. So that, that show, of course, is my, that's my baby. Um, and that's what people hear these days uh, when they tune into a multitude of stations that carry our show. And, of course, there's also Roscoe Radio. That has to be... But it's different. Roscoe Radio is just a recycling bin of 50 years of Roscoe shows. So you're not getting the newest stuff. You're getting history. That is, it's kind of like your child. And uh, I must confess that uh, back in the day, Rob Jones was the first one, who's a Welsh disc jockey, suggested to me that we do Roscoe Radio. He, he, was, he was a beacon of light in that respect. He foresaw internet radio and all that long before many. So it's really interesting to hear about all the projects that uh, you've done over your longer career and, of course, which a career which is still continuing. And where would you suggest, or what would you suggest, is the best way to find out where you can hear a Roscoe show today? It's easier for me, if you really want to know, you will send me an email and ask me. 
If you're listening to this podcast and uh, it interests you enough, I will send you the liste du jour um, because it changes a lot, so I don't publish it. But we're on 25 stations around the UK. We love our stations. They've stayed with us, most of them, since the beginning uh, of syndication. I have old shows that recycle on a platform called Roscoe Radio, in well, a site in construction is the best way I should put it. And all the shows from the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s recycle on Roscoe Radio. If you're not, if you don't want to hear the actual, you know, hot news and fresh stuff, you'll always find me on Roscoe Radio. How do you find that? You go to EmperorRoscoe.net. It opens up, and there are two things are, that are important. There's the personalized radio shows, which we will, um, which we do quite often, about one, once, uh, one a week, one, one, once a month, depending on the holiday season. Somebody always wants one for a birthday or uh, in a special event or something. And I ask y'all to give me, you know, the information of who you want on the hour. It's an actual radio broadcast that we broadcast out on uh, on Roscoe Radio, KABC back in the day, where you tell me your favorite music and this, that, and the other, and I package it just for you. That's the personal radio show. And then, of course, what was I, we were on about? Oh, yeah, finding Roscoe Radio. It says, press this button, and that takes you to Roscoe Radio. So that's where you, in answering your question, that's where you can hear me all the time. Thanks very much for that. And we shall certainly get all the links put in the podcast notes. So if you want to go and listen to uh, Roscoe Radio, uh, then uh, just go to the, the notes on this podcast. All the links will be there. Emperor Roscoe, thank you very much indeed for spending your time. It's been an absolute joy to uh, have a chat to you and uh, catch up on uh, all the things that uh, you've done and uh, are still doing and uh, i do hope you've enjoyed your appearance on radio rollback the one thing i like about doing these podcast things is you don't really have to worry about time it's not like on a radio show you can just babble on so my friends i hope you've enjoyed a little insight and uh, we've cleared up a few issues have a good one folks bye once again, a massive thank you to the Emperor Roscoe for joining us on this edition of Radio Rollback and indeed uh, the previous edition as well. And uh, if you want to catch up with all that uh, Roscoe is doing about uh, his website and, of course, Roscoe Radio, I'll drop all those details into the podcast notes so you can go in there and uh, you can find them and uh, keep across all what Emperor Roscoe is doing. So on the next edition of Radio Rollback, we'll be having a bit of Radio Atlantic Atlantis, uh, one of the uh, offshore stations of the 1970s, a very, 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 very fun station. Uh, we'll be having uh, some Radio Atlantis then. Uh, we'll also have uh, a little bit of Swinging Radio England. Uh, yes, we'll uh, dig out some Swinging Radio England and uh, also we'll be finding out why Ron O'Quinn, the Swinging Radio England programme director, had to leave the country. All that to come in the next edition of Radio Rollback. Once again, thanks for listening. See you next time.